This is the G220 Effect, and we're here, we're live, and we're bringing you Jesus. Hallelujah. Let's let's turn that up again. I think we need to turn up that intro again. <laughs> I'm Denai. And I am Steve. And today we're bringing you something that's fresh. Hallelujah. We're just so excited because that sounds like somebody probably got up and started running around and getting excited right there. Let's play that one more time. One more time. Let's hear it. Let me tell you something. When I hear this, I think about that one church mother that gets up that has ailments in her feet. And she gets up and say, she just gets up and screams, ah! And she takes off there around the church three or four times. And you're like, what happened to your feet? What happened to the ailment in your feet? And then later on that day, she talked about her feet hurt. <laughs> but at the moment, though, she was healed. Yeah, she was healed at that moment. But her feet hurt now. Nah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise God. We're here today and our topic is on worship. That's why we started out with that with that song, because worship can sound like a lot of things. But we just use that one because we didn't want to use any material that we would get in trouble for. But um, yes, I know that some people will hear that and they just become edified in their spirit because that's something that they grew up listening to. Like Steve said, he could picture that church mother. Just running around the church and and things happening, people screaming. But wait, wait, wait! I can picture her running around with no shoes on. You know them old flats that them church mothers wore. They was white, and they was white. They look like penny loafers, but they were flats. You a lot of times you see the usher wearing the same shoe, but the mothers wore those shoes, and they would take them shoes off and go laps around the church, which is so funny as a kid watching. And then you get older, you'd be like, it's still funny. <laughs> but we're here. We're here to bring you the topic worship and how we get to this place where we can just give God all. Just give him all that we got. And it's not based on the song. We just use that because people can resonate with that. And maybe not some people, but we know people can re- resonate and get a good laugh, you know? Yeah, we we really wanted to talk on this topic of worship because for some reason, Steve and I have been having such a difficult time looking for and and finding um, worship music to to worship to. Sometimes, you know, you're in the house, you're doing stuff, household chores, and you're just like, oh, it'd be nice to just listen to something. And you're looking for something to worship with you play some of that old worship music that you used to listen to and you start to listen to what's being said and go, Ooh, that's not faith. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, that's not yeah. biblical. <laughs> yeah. You hear the good sound of the song and it sounds good and you hear yourself singing it and then you're like, wow, I've been singing this all this, that all this time I've been singing this. And I didn't even know that this was not biblically sound. And, and that's the part that we were like, no wonder why we can't find anything really good, because everything that we're listening to, it's just not biblical. It's just music. And granted, there's nothing wrong with music. Just listening to music is wonderful. But um, we always say we're the G2. We talk about the G220 effect and how we really live this life. And, yeah. you know, the the scripture says that it's no longer I who lives, but it's Christ who lives within me. 
And he is pretty much his express expression out of me. And so we live a life where 24 seven, we are meditating on the word of God. I mean, even Steve says sometimes I laugh at him because he tells me that in his dreams, I think I shared this last time that when he's sleeping in his dreams, he's able, he's still meditating on the word. He can actually tell his dreams to stop if they're not sound. And I was like, I cannot wait to be able to do that. But that that's, I mean, that's to a place where you worship 24 seven, you, you, you meditate. The Bible says in Joshua one, eight, that if you, if you meditate on this, on this word, the law of the Lord, if you meditate on it day and night, you'll have great success. So you get to a point where you want nothing but to worship God and to, to, to worship him fully in spirit and in truth. And you now get to a place where you have to measure up everything that you're hearing to the word, everything you're feeling to the word. And then how do you get to that place? It's not an emotional connection that you can get from worship. It's not anything that you can get from worship. It's nothing that can be done. Nothing, nothing that can be said. Worship is a place where you go beyond the music. You go beyond the very song or the very thought of something you're hearing. And you go to that place where it's between you and him. You and God, you and God make this connection where it's just, it's not based on emotion, like I said, is that you know God and your relationship is tight. And you say, here, okay, Lord, it's me and you. You ever felt that in church when, or, or in a setting where you are all alone by yourself and you're just thinking about the goodness of the Lord and you begin to say, yes, thank you. All the words that's key to get you to your place where you're like, I'm alone and it's me and him. And that's worship. It's not based on the meditation of the song. It's based on the meditation of your heart. And so that's the place where worship starts. It doesn't start because, oh, let me listen to this one song that I know that's going to get me to that place. No, that place should be easy to get to. Not getting a song and it gets you to the place. That place should be easy to get to because your relationship with God is good. You know, so... That's what worship is all about. Hallelujah. Yes, true worship. So we just go to the to that scripture. We're just going to go into John 4 real quick. So John 4 verse 23 through 24 says, But the hour cometh and now is when the true worshipers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For the Father seeketh such to worship him. God is a spirit, and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and and in truth. So what's truth? And that's the place that we have to know because we got to know where you're going to find truth in worship. And and is truth our feelings? Are our feelings true? Are our five senses true? What we see, feel, hear, taste, touch, is it really real? As a believer, is that your truth? And that's funny you said that because whatever I taste not, may not always be good. Now, it may look good because I'm looking at it. Oh, this pizza looks so good. Me and my wife had experience with some pizza a couple of weeks ago. We seen the commercial. We was like, I'm not going to say the name. We seen the commercial. We was like, oh, it's $5.99. And oh, we should go get this pizza and we should eat it. It's going to be good. As soon as we started to eat the pizza, it wasn't good. We started to regret buying it. We like we just wasted twelve dollars for this pizza. This is horrible. And I kept saying, I ain't waste no money. I'm gonna eat it anyway. But she was like, I'm done with it. You can have mine. I'm like, man, what a waste. And so, not that our eyes always tell us the truth. Our eyes can always tell us that something's not right. 
And at this point, it didn't tell us that the pizza wasn't right when we saw it. You know, we were fooled. So that's what I'm saying. When, with, with our eyes and our, our mouth and all our, our senses, it, it can lead us astray. It can definitely lead us astray. But you know what's true? What's true is what the word says is true. That yeah. is what we base everything on. So is what I'm seeing, feeling, hearing, is it based on the word? Can, can yeah. it be validated by the word of God? And when it is, that's where we begin to see what truth is. Yes. So I had an experience with someone who, who was telling me that they just, they were feeling like they weren't hearing from God anymore. I can't hear from God. God's not talking to me. I can't hear him, this and that. And I, and I could empathize because I've been in that place where I felt like, oh, Lord, where are you? I can't hear anything that you're saying. And, and as I was talking to her, I just told her, I said, I used to, to feel like that. But now I really understand what it means that when, when in John 14, 15, 16, in all of that, Jesus is saying, hey, I'm not leaving you by yourself, but I'm going to leave you with the comfort and he's going to live with you. He's going to be in me. So when I began to meditate, like we said, Joshua 1 8, as I began to meditate on that, I said, Oh, so he lives within me. So God is always near. So I began to remind her, I said, God is near us. He said, He's with us until the end. He's there constantly. Whether I'm I feel, <laughs> and this is in open quote, end quote, end quotes. I whether I feel like he's there or I feel like he's not there. The truth is he is there. He's near me. His word says that he will never leave me. He'll never forsake me. He's there with me until the end. Right. That even in it, it, for me, it, Paul, we were just talking about this where Paul says that to 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 live with Christ, great. And even to die is gain. You know, and what is he talking about? It means that we have eternity. I, I'm not worried about what I'm, where it ends for me because I know I'm with him until the end. So with that kind of truth, I started also sharing with her that, you know, God is a spirit. You can't try to locate something spiritual with your feelings. Because <laughs> you don't got the right GPS. <laughs> <laughs> that that GPS will get you lost, <laughs> feeling like you're in the wilderness when you should be over here in the land of milk and honey. Truth be told, let me just tell you natural. That GPS, right, if you don't use the car GPS and you say, well, you're out of town, I'm just going to lean to my, my senses. You're going to be lost. You're going to be lost. You're going to be lost just like spiritually. If you're trying to lean naturally to something spiritual, you're going to be lost because you're going to be thinking naturally and logically how it happens. How does it work? Where does it come from? Who did it? Who made it? And you're going to always be lost instead of just saying, you know what? It's nothing I can find in myself. It's nothing I can figure out. Let me just bask in it. Let me just get an understanding on it. Let me just walk through it. Let me get to know it. Let me get to know him. And once you get to that place, your GPS is tight. Your GPS is tight and right. And so with worship, how do we get to this place where we're worshiping? So Psalm 34, 1 through 3. Granted, there's nothing wrong with our senses. We're not saying don't feel something, don't hear. Obviously, we have those things for a reason. But what happens is that the word says that when we are born again, we become a new creation. All old things have passed away. Behold, you're, you, something new has come. So what is this new thing? 
This new thing is that your spirit has become alive. And because your spirit is alive now, you still have your soul, which is your mind, your yeah, will, your yeah. emotions, that place where you feel, you know, that place is still like, hey, <laughs> I'm still, you know, I'm still feeling these things. I'm still going through these things. But that's where the renewing of the mind, like it talks about in Romans 12, begins to happen. Renewing your mind to the fact that, hey, you are a new creation. You you used to feel like this. You used to feel like you, you couldn't reach something. Something was unreachable. But the truth is this. The truth is God is near. He's with you always. always. And when you begin to know that, it changes everything. When you hear testimonies or stories of people like John G. Lake, who who uh, had so much faith that he was in a in a in an epidemic of some kind of disease and he challenged the doctors to say i want you to put under a microscope the same specimen from me and the same specimen of somebody else being attacked by the same virus and you will see that it will die when it reaches when it's around my whatever specimen that he gave and that happened why? Because it's not about what he saw. He was not seeing with his senses of, I'm still seeing in my old man. My new man says that n- no harm, nothing will harm me. I will touch uh, scorpions and snakes and nothing will, will, will harm me. This is what you begin to know. So when you see something, it's not going to be real. It's going to be f- evidence appearing real, false evidence appearing real, but it's not real. It's not the truth. So anyway, let's see how now we see this, the, the spirit, which we said is the truth part, merging with, with the senses that we're talking about. Psalm 34, 1 through 3. When my husband pointed this out one day, I just got so excited. So, Steve, you want to read Psalm 34, yeah, 1 through 3? Let me, and 8. We, let me, we added 8. Let me dabble in this a little bit. Let's read. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise will continue to be in my mouth. My soul shall make her boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear thereof and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man that trusteth in him. I tried to read it like I know they read it, but I couldn't do it. But yeah. It's an exciting scripture because we're seeing here, it says, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise will continually be in my mouth. So we're mixing something that's natural. I have to start getting to a place where I don't care how I'm feeling. When I open my mouth continually, it will say, God is good. God is awesome. God is power. God is for me. Uh, who shall be against me? His word is true. Everything that I see is not is 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 false evidence appearing real, you know, and I begin to say that within my mouth and I praise him for his goodness. I praise him for his gentleness. I praise him for his grace and mercy. That's what I'm doing. I'm, I'm not, I might be having a bad day, but guess what? When I'm done boasting on how good he is, you better believe I'm going to be having a great day. Okay, y'all, y'all, y'all just heard it. That's my wife getting excited about the <laughs> word. But yeah, that scripture, man, it 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 makes you want to get excited. For me, being a preacher, it makes me want to preach. And so it's awesome because you getting to see. And if you say this, I will bless the Lord at all times. You continually say that over and over again. You will start to get excited about it. 
You'd be like, I will bless the Lord at all times. I will bless the Lord at all times. I will bless you. You will say it differently every time. And then to the point where you start smiling and start oozing, all of a sudden you say, boom. It's awesome because this is what worship does. Worship gets you to a place where the scriptures don't even, they leave the page and it become part of you. And then you get to spew it out and say, what? This is my relationship with me and my God. And it's my understanding of me and my God, my Lord, my Savior. And here it is. Here it is. Here it is. I got this relationship. He's been, he's been walking with me, talking with me, living in me, and showing inside of me, outside of me. Awesome. That, that is awesome. That is wonderful. Praise God. It's just uh, that's the place that we need to get to. And that's why sometimes when you listen to certain worship songs, it, it, it just kind of throws you off because you're thinking to yourself, this that's not measuring up to the word because the word says that I, it, his praise will continually be in my mouth. And, and, and not only that, I'll make her boast. So it's talking about praising when, when, it, when we're praising, it's magnifying the Lord. Oh, magnify the Lord. Oh, my soul. So we should be magnifying the Lord and, and, and not getting to a place where we're so into what we're feeling and my feelings and how I'm feeling, but how about magnifying the Lord so that I can Definitely see what what's true. And my feelings is always based on the melody of the song and how this song sounds and just the intricacies of how the song is made. You hear the drums, you hear the bass line, you hear the chorus, and then all these things bring you in. But then here's the words. What are they saying? The words is which is what is supposed to grab you, not the music itself, but the words itself is supposed to grab you. So, do you need worship? music to worship that is a great question do you need worship music to worship i I always say no because my worship comes from my worship is true so my worship is coming from my relationship with god and the understanding and knowing who he is that he died that he rose and that he left behind something that's greater and he said i'll do greater with this something he left which is the holy spirit and so because my relationship with God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit is intact, my worship is real, and it's evidence in the way I live. So that is the awesome part of knowing who God is and what my worship looks like. Because it don't look like nothing because it's between me and him. So if you see my worship, you won't know my worship. My worship is between me and my God. And I think that's where we have to just continue in, in our maturity to get to a place where worship is not, I have to have the set just right and the music just right for, for, for me to start magnifying who the Lord is and making boast of his name and, 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 and praising him. No, it's not, it's not that, that's not it. it, it true worship is those that worship God in spirit and in truth, and our spirit is not worried about what our feelings are feeling. Our spirit is is full in itself, it has everything that you need, everything that you need to worship God and, and, and to worship him, not only in your spirit, but to worship him in truth. And that's awesome. And I always say when you worship, you go to a place. It's like, it's like you and God. It's like eternity is there for just this moment. Just this moment is you and him, and it's like, You've reached that place where it's no time. It's nothing blocking you. It's just you and him. And it's you and him communing together. And you're like, wow. And then when you come out, you're like, oh, 
Wow. Okay. Yeah. Oh, 40 minutes. Whoa. I was in worship for 40 minutes. Woo. <laughs> and it's awesome because it's that one place where I believe time stops and God and you are just, hey, what's up? Oh, hey, how you doing? Oh, yeah, yeah. I got you on that one. Yeah, I got you on that one. Oh, yeah, Lord, thank you for getting me on that one. But, hey, I got you on this one, Lord. Yeah. And it's like you and him, but it's purity because it's not just like I'm talking. It's a place where it's all seriousness, but it's all freedom, too. And it's like, hey, I love you. I love you. And it's like, wow, Lord, I magnify you. And you begin, worship comes from praise, and praise comes from worship. You begin to praise the Lord out of your worship, and you begin to praise the Lord before you worship. So it's awesome. It all ties in together. And even when we corporately worship, even when we corporately worship, I had a friend who asked me one time that she really misses the days of even singing hymns and there was nothing but probably one instrument playing and the whole church would sing in unison. And there was so much power in that. And, and there was no distraction. There was nothing but just the words being magnified. And I don't know how many of you out there have ever read songs from a hymn, like you actually open up a hymn book and you really pay attention to the words because the words are right there and they're all that everybody's singing all in unison and all together and the power of that. And I, and I truly believe that that's, that's really powerful when believers can come together corporately together as a body and we worship together. We What's sing this? songs that magnify the Lord and we, we're not saying, oh, oh, come now, please come Holy Spirit, please come and we're begging him to come. No, because when we understand that he's already with us, we say, thank you, Holy Spirit, for your presence and you being in this place that when we unify this power in that and we're speaking truth, man, that can be powerful. Even the Bible encourages us to sing hymns to one another and, and pray for one another. Uh, so, so God knew the power in our worship and our singing, and he gave us all these beautiful things to beautify his, his kingdom. It's awesome that you said that because the scripture in Psalms 133 speaks, um, a song decrees of David, behold, how good and pleasant is it for brethren to dwell together in unity. And that's awesome because in song like that, unity singing a, a chorus together Oh, man, it's got to be awesome. It's like one accord and you're reaching the highest mountain peak and that mountain is becoming small and it's tumbling down because guess what? There's unity. There's a unity of the faith right at this moment. And you, 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 you crushed the mountain. You began to crush the mountaintop because guess what? There's no mountain bigger than this. That's how they said they sung and the walls of Jericho came tumbling down. So it was awesome. They sung in unison. That is awesome. They worship in unison and praise God in unison. It is awesome. And it's powerful. And and especially when we are worshiping him, like the word says, God is a spirit and those that worship him will worship him in spirit and in truth. And when we're worshiping him in spirit and truth, there's power definitely in that. So, Steve, I have a question for you. So what would you would you say there's such a thing as good worship and bad worship? Because I've heard people saying after leaving church, they go, oh, worship was not good today. Uh, you know what? I, I think it, I think it is a such thing, but I I, th- I don't think it's based on how the song sounds. It's, it's more so based on: Are you allowing freedom of the Holy Spirit to flow? 
Are you allowing the Holy Spirit to set the atmosphere? And are you allowing the Holy Spirit? I ain't talking about him coming down and all that because he's there. But are you restricting him from being freely able to move? And I think sometimes the artistry, the artistry sometimes does that. When I'm one of the best guitarists, you know, I'm one of the best singers. And, you know, I want you to hear my voice. Instead of just allowing worship to take what it's supposed to take, be free. Be free in, in truth. And so I think sometimes that that's what gets in the way. That my artistry, this is what I do. This is who I am. I play the guitar. And you know how my wife always say, people always label themselves as something. I'm an artist. You know, but what does God say you are? What does God say you are? Who did he say you were? Do you know who God say you are? You know, people label themselves so many different things. They don't label themselves a true worshiper. They don't, label them, they don't label themselves a worshiper to be. They don't do that. But they say, I am an artist, and this is my craft. But, but what does God say you are? If you can answer that question, what God say you are, I bet you find worship very easy. And I think that's part of the problem. Amen. So, yes, I believe that greater worship is relationship with the Father. That is greater worship. And yeah. worshiping him in spirit and in truth, not in my feelings, not how I feel, not because this guitar makes me feel just right. So then I start from there or piano, you know, so it's just it's just getting to a place where you understand Psalm 34, where it says you'll magnify him, you'll make boast of him. Uh, and and you will you will praise him continually out of your mouth. Then when you get to that place where you worship like that, man, it doesn't matter how that that piano sounds. It you will you will get the granted if a bad piano is playing, it might be a distraction. <laughs> but in, if you worship him in truth, it said it said in the scripture that let us exalt his name together. Other people will want to join in. Yes. They'll want to join. They'll see you worshiping. And I've, I've seen it in church before when one person is worshiping the Lord and it's truth and they're standing next to somebody, they can wave their hands in the air and it's like, wow, they got it too. And then they got it. And it's like wildfire and it's spread through the church and everybody's worshiping when they hands up. Yes. And it's, it's awesome because guess what? There is unity. There is unity there. There is unity. It's one purpose, and that's to worship the Lord, to worship their king, worship and, and be there in that place Why he's setting that fire. Amen. So, yeah. One more scripture that we just want to read, Philippians 3.3. 3. It says that, For we are the circumcision which worship God in spirit and rejoice in Christ Jesus and have no confidence in our flesh. It just goes back to circling around with what we talked about. It's not based on how I'm feeling or my flesh, but we worship him in spirit because that is that is true worship. That yeah. is a worshiper. Worshiper worships because they understand truth. They understand that their spirit man is alive and they allow him to just be free so they can just worship God in that freedom of the spirit. Let me tell you something right now. This is how you know if you worship it in spirit and truth. When you forgot where you at or you forgot what was going on around you, that's how you know. No, it's, it's no logic to it, but I, I've, I've been in those places when I worship the Lord and I'm like, wow, I've been here this long. Oh, I'm laying in the floor. How did I lay down? I don't remember laying down. You know, and it's awesome. It's like the greatest thing because the atmosphere has changed. And it's no longer the same. It's it's different. 
It's nothing like you walked into. It's nothing like you 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 understand. It's nothing that you you can try to understand because it's a place where flesh don't meet. Flesh don't meet that. But your spirit man does. Yes. And he's excited because it says, I love how it says in Acts, I'm not going to go to the scripture, but it says in Acts, after we're seeing the, the Holy Spirit, it, it comes and, and the, the outpouring, this promise that they were waiting for happens. Tongues of fire, they start speaking in tongues. And everybody's kind of understanding what everybody's saying, but like are astounded by the fact that how do you, 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 you're speaking what I understand. Like what? We never spoke the same language. And then it says that the Holy Spirit in that moment was speaking of the wondrous works of God, man, that blessed me so much. And that's what happens when we're truly worshiping in our spirit. It speaks of the wonders of who God is. And when we magnify that, I'm telling you, there's nothing in that situation we will see healings happen within worship we will see people being set free deliverance all of that and that is the kind of atmosphere of worship that we are allowing the holy spirit to just be free and worshiping him in the truth because holy spirit is truth he always yeah. points us to the yeah. truth so yeah. that is what we had today on worship we and let you know it's not mystical either i'm sorry wife not cutting you off but it's not mystical either but this is what we have, like she said, and this is what we give to you for you to know what worship is. And so at this point in time, I'm going to allow my wife to step back on the mic. And if you have heard this message and you revere this message, what I mean by revere, you, you think highly of this message. It's a point where if anything has touched your heart, you can walk right into what Jesus said that he has for you. And what he has for you is a life built with freedom, a life built with joy, a life built with peace from every situation that you've all seen in your life. So I give to you, this is my wife, to pray a prayer with you that if you don't know Jesus or if you have Jesus, that 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 condemnation that you had will be released out of your life. Here's my wife. Amen. Lord, we just thank you that those that are It's their first time ever even hearing this message. They haven't accepted the Lord into their life. Jesus Christ, the one who gives us freedom. For your word says that he who the Son of Man has made free is free indeed. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus, that you were that perfect sacrifice, that you were that perfect price, that that you were enough for us, for everyone today who is confessing that, yes, Lord, I need you. I need you because I need you to wipe away every sin, everything. I repent. I turn away. And I I want to be made new so I can worship you in spirit and in truth. We just thank you, Lord, that you are so loving that you're reaching out to that person and you're showing them what a brand new life looks like in you. And we thank you that even they will receive the Holy Spirit, which says in Luke 11, 13, that you give to those that ask. Lord, all they have to say is, I even want the power to be able to live a renewed life where I can worship you in spirit and in truth, to really understand what it is to be a spirit-filled individual where I have power, understanding, and, and, and every promise being made so real to me that, Lord, you're saying, I'm willing to give you, just ask. And, Lord, we just thank you. If you have said yes, you have asked, you have the Holy Spirit. You are now in the family of God. You are a part of the family and welcome to the family of Christ. 
And we just thank you, Lord, for every individual out there that heard this message today, Lord, that worship will be so amazing for them. And they will see how great it is to worship you in spirit and in truth. We love you, Lord. And this has been the G220 Effect. And we're ghosts.